Sports. All right. Well, folks, we're back with another edition of the Loud and Live Sports Podcast. Hold on. I thought it was live and loud. Live. You know, everyone mixes that up. That's actually a, re- that's a really good point. We well, should talk about that. We should that. talk about that. But <laughs> we don't. Uh, that's so really live funny. and loud, loud and live sports podcast. We've got two very special guests. Uh, we have the founder of Constantly Varied Management Group, Bijan Aravi, and also a dear friend. Yes, sir. And then we also have Mr. Noah Olson, who is the second fittest man on the planet. Nice. Indeed, for now. And rocking a really cool man bun. Thank you. I went bun in front of the headphones. I wanted to show it. was uncomfortable. Off. And we also have my good friend here, Matt O'Keefe, president of Loud and Live Sports. Where's his man bun? Oh, man. I haven't grown hair in like five years. <laughs> it's a great way to kick things <laughs> off. So, hey, we've had a couple great episodes to this point, and uh, we got some cool stuff in the pipeline, but I'm really excited to have you on, man. Excited to chat. Obviously, we've known each other for very many years, so this is kind of just like hanging out with a good buddy for an hour or so, chatting about life. I think I've known Dylan longer than anybody else back here, actually. When? Uh, I don't know about that. 2011. Yeah. I met I met Dylan when I first moved down to before I even was in beta. At UM? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they joined beta and it was all over. Yeah, I I actually think that's like a really good place to start because it's I think it's um well, I think every like everybody knows your voice, right? I mean, you're a big part of the CrossFit community through in, you know, you're a historic athlete in the sport, like and you guys started together. You started Kane's CrossFit Club. Like you, you guys have like. Yeah. And I think you take credit for making sure that making Noah get into the sport. <laughs> no, the opposite. Noah got me into the sport. That's funny right, enough, right. I was, that, but I made him as great as he was today. I'm the reason true. why he made Noah great. It is cool actually to take a look back at that because Dylan and I did start <clears throat> around the same time, and another friend of ours, Tyler. Hopta started with us, but just to see everybody kind of branch off and do different things, you know, I, I kind of kept going with the competitive side of it. You diverted into the MC and business side of it, but we both have stuck with it. It's been just about 10 years. We're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. 10 years. Yeah, by, the celebrate. Way, by the way, like don't you're bruising his ego right now because he's, a, he was a competitor at one point. I know. I know. Do you remember him MCing that whole season and then showing up on the floor yes, for the last week? Regionals. Yeah. I oh, still have the visual of you overhead squatting 205. I don't. I watched it. it. I can, cut, can we cut that? Can we cut that, please? Uh, Daniel, can you? <laughs> no, too bad we don't have the screen. But no, no. I think um, that's actually where we're at with this whole space and sport in general. There's like a lot of coolness like that going on. Like Evolution. How, yeah, exactly. Like how we've met and worked together and hung out and. You, know, you stayed at my house. You were up in Rhode Island once, and like came worked out at the swamp. How long ago was that, dude? That has to be like six, seven, years, six, seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know, you stayed in Jack's bed. You know, yep. <laughs> um, but no, like We've all I stayed in Jack's bed. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, With, hey. Not, except for yeah. B. John's next. Do, do you remember how we all came together? You and I. It was the grid league. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. yeah. We're not allowed to talk about remember, that on here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I remember getting boots. a phone call. Noah said, "Hey, a buddy of mine is going to call you. He has some, you know, equal concerns with the contract." I'm uh, I'm in Vegas with Tim for the summer league, <clears throat> and I, I get a phone call. Hey, my name's Matt O'Keefe. I'm a good buddy of Noah's. Um, just want to talk to you about the contract. I know there's a lot of things in there maybe you haven't seen before. Who is it that you were representing in that? Was that Matt uh, as Matt, well? Matt. Yeah. Yep. I was uh-huh. like, the New York Rhinos. Like, who is this guy calling me right now? Like, yeah, dude, I got it. We're good. I was super defensive and just like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about it. That well, that was a oh, hot mess yeah. contractually with all the good yeah. league stuff and 
It might still be. Yikes. <laughs> let's, let's give let's give people listening a, a little bit of context as well. So Bijan, where I was mentioning Constantly Varied Management Group, he is a athlete man. Would you say you participate in athlete management, athlete representation? What do you what do you call your business? Yeah, just secretarial work. Really. Secretarial <laughs> That's work. That's what it feels like. The point person. Uh, yeah, just um, a little bit of career management and direction and mostly the sports marketing, right? We get together and build some endorsement portfolios and work with some really cool brands and do some cool stuff together. So was that the, was that like one of the first deals you negotiated on? Like when did, when did constantly very no, actually, start? actually, so, you know, going back to our UM days, you know, Dylan, Noah and myself at a uh, university of Miami, I think I just knew that I wanted to continue working in sports and Noah was on the rise and I saw CrossFit taking a direction that had some great potential. So it's like, hey, let's do this thing together. And at the time, he was involved with Reebok and Progenics. So we knew that we had to steer away from Progenics after the Gridley got involved. They didn't like that too much. So I was like, hey, can you help me kind of maneuver this? And I liked how that was going. And then Matt gave me a call, and we are doing the Gridley thing together. And then we all built a pretty cool friendship. It is really cool. Yeah, that That's is. Like, it's funny. Now I'm remembering yeah. some of the Progenics stuff with mm. the Grid. Yeah, yeah, like I yeah it was messy. Yeah. So yeah, at first, <clears throat> you know, you could imagine. Forgot you I don't, with them. I don't have no under yeah. paperwork. We're just friends, and I have someone else who's working with athletes, and you know, just a, a young man, a little scared to lose my best friend. So uh, it took a while for us to all come back together, but it's cool that we're sitting here together. It's been what six, seven years since we since we met. So this Heck has yeah. been a cool journey, and you you work in other sports as well. I think that's important. To yeah, point out. yeah. One, you know, I would love to be a, a part of this group, but mm. I'm really focused right now on trying to do some cool things in the basketball and football space. And I think that eventually we'll merge paths and do some cool things together. But it's really fun when um, I get to bring some of those basketball guys. I remember our last regional in Atlanta, I had Tim Hardaway Jr. there cheering Noah on when he was playing for the Hawks. So if I could just keep bringing those synergies to the table, I think that's pretty cool. I agree. Yeah, yeah. it's dope. It makes, I, I feel like it brings a little bit of legitimacy to CrossFit when yep. athletes from the other sports that people recognize, recognize CrossFit. Mm -hmm. It makes it feel like, all right, this is kind of legit. A guy from the NBA is here watching and cheering us on. It's uh, makes it feel like we're not just this little small niche sport that nobody really knows about. It shows growth. I have like I, <clears throat> I've told this specific story a little bit because I think like it gives some context to that. But I've um, you know, and you you're a Nike athlete, so you get to experience this, um, and you will more. Uh, I've experienced it a lot being out there with Matt. That there, you guys are way more recognized um, than you think by other sports. Mm -hmm. Sport athletes um, and elite athletes are fans of elite athletes right they just general. respect it doesn't matter the what grind it, you know i always give the the you know the tony hawk um the joey chestnut hot dog like in, you know like that's crazy but like people recognize that stuff yeah. because it's greatness right what's that reference so he's a great hot chestnut? dog he's the greatest hot dog hot eater dog. in yeah, history yeah. he's won like 11 in a row right. the world championship well, I know Kobayashi. Yeah, but Kobayashi quit because he couldn't beat this guy anymore. Huh. You know? Joey Chestnut's the man. But I stuck like that. I, I don't know. What maybe, did he and Tony Hawk have to do? With each no, other? so but Tony Hawk was like an outlier in a in a niche sport that like has become a legend. Gotcha. That know everybody know I mean? knows and everybody right, knows. Right. But like, um, my 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 story is uh, Matt and I. Um, I think this was a couple of years ago. We're at Nike's um, campus for what they call a Just Do It Day. Mm -hmm. So it's their uh, employee like celebration day. And it was like the 30th anniversary of Nike or something like that. I don't remember the actual thing, but we're on the airplane, we're leaving. 
and uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was like exploding. Like he had kind of gone viral. Nike dropped and their stock went down like 10%. Yeah. And it was like, at the time, like, what are they doing? Well, it was like this massive, cool strategic play on their part. Well, he was there. And, you know, it was like, it, it was interesting because like everybody was feeling it out at the time. And like, you know, Matt's not, hasn't always been like the most aware of other athletes, but he has become, you know, because of like, you know, he studies Nike athletes and like greatness. And anyway, well, Ka Kaepernick walked by us, the long story short, and he looked at Matt and he was like, Matt Fraser. Really? He's <laughs> That's like, cool. Man, I'm a huge fan. He was, and Matt was like, what? This guy knows who I yeah. am, you know? And it, but that, in general, I guarantee you, you know, LeBron James has watched you compete, you yeah, know, which is really cool, cool to think. Like, and I know like Rory McIlroy is a geek fan of CrossFit, you know, and, yeah. and Nike's shared that they've watched you guys. Like, dude, you got like, it's kind of hard because you're just so wrapped in it and it's niche to you. But even if they don't know the specific athletes as well, I think they like, they're very aware of the yeah. CrossFit games. They have right. seen that. It's crazy that you guys do that. Mm -hmm. I, I met, um, Tim Tebow last weekend and he's a huge CrossFit fan. Cool. He like asked me so many questions about what we do and how he's seen it. And so, yeah, I think you're right that there are like real recognized real, right? Like the athletes that Absolutely. are good at their sport and really put a lot of work into training for their sport appreciate the fact that we do a lot of the same training for our sport yeah look at you a little nike uh marketing pitch right there training is my sport training, <laughs> that's yeah. true yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> no but that's no nah, and i think that's where like management and you know agents and like people like Bijan and, and i and the space and daniel and you know, the whole our whole team is like we need to link that stuff together right because mm -hmm. you know, it's cool because certainly on the training store it's like Tim trains for sport. Your training is your sport. You guys should be doing stuff together. You know, Tim did a muscle up his first day in a CrossFit gym. I was so impressed. Does yeah. he do CrossFit? No, no. He oh, just came to. Guys. He just came to say hi, and he like was being trained next door to Peak, and he came in and was watching us do stuff. And uh, he's like, "Do you think you can show me how to do that?" And in like his third try, he got a muscle up. And wow. he's how tall is he? Six 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 six. Wait, Tim Tebow six six? No, I'm no, sorry, no. not Tebow. Uh, Hardway Junior. Oh, I'm sure Tim Tebow can do five muscle ups. I remember. I I remember. Like, what? Wait, what? He's he, <laughs> Tim Tebow is huge as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a little beefier than. I remember Hardway. you threw it on Instagram and you're like, CrossFit's gonna eat this up and got no traction. Nothing. <laughs> didn't yeah, care. that's amazing yeah. though. He, that is actually more impressive to me than I think Tim Tebow would do a strict one in 12 seconds. Yeah, right. Right. But, extremely true. But Tim Hardway doing a muscle. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Wow. Sorry, I'm taking over. No, here. dude, no, no. I want to do this. This is conversational, man. Just having a good time. Yeah, especially the basketball guys. They're just pretty fearful of being in a CrossFit gym. I'm sure it's intimidating for them. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, out of their element. They're used to being the the man. You know what sure. I mean? And, wow, uh, it's, it's not different. a it's not a tall man sport. Right, not at all. It's, it's a little guy sport. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah, like me. Like <laughs> not like Matt. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah, that's why Matt and I are on this side of the table. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Big guys and little guys. Well, that's well, go on. What are you no, say? No, 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 no. I insist. No, please. All right. You're the I, guest. I have say, the best view today, by the way. I right, say that uh, this is great. It's man. it's really nice. Out here, usually, by the way. Do, but I don't know. Did people? I don't know if anyone knows. Well, we should tell them we're actually in Noah's gazebo in his backyard. <laughs> we no, are. You're a recent homeowner. When did you buy this house here in South Miami? We have been in this house for a year and a half, just about. Which is pretty cool. We like it a lot. It's it's a quaint little place in the heart of South Miami, but 
it's perfect for Joanne and Max and I. Max has this big old backyard to run around and play in. Joanne and I have a nice space inside. We just renovated the kitchen, which was a cool project for us. So looks great. I yeah, do want people to you. know that Max knows where it's at. He's snuggling with me over he here. He is Matt's. <laughs> Matt's and Max. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dog. Did you guys see the peacocks? You guys are both red. Are there any peacocks on no, the street? No, 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 not now. But I've There's always like a seen a solid it. fifty peacocks yeah, on the street Dylan, every morning. Dylan yeah. did just you know he drove right, right on your front lawn. So, <laughs> Atta boy. Yeah. As long as you don't turn the wheels and rip up the grass. Right? All right, man. Yeah, he did. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're good. You're definitely. I, this is probably off topic for what no. we need to talk about on the podcast, but I heard you guys might be looking for a place in this neighborhood. Which We've been cool. looking, man. And it's, dude, it's way more difficult than I thought. Like M- Miami is just such an interesting place to buy. The demand is really, really high. Yeah. So there's nothing on the market. People offer over asking price all the time. Sure. So if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to get the place. Yeah, and, I think uh, we got really, really lucky with finding this. Well, it was difficult. When you, you know, this is actually a good segue for me on the, the business side of things is like, did you ever think that, you know, working out because you started with dylan and kane's crossfit and you're just like getting fit was it ever going to turn like you bought a house because you fitness and yeah crossfit like what like what is that like it's crazy right yeah it is and it's really cool and i i don't think i had that vision then it kind of just happened slowly and naturally but a funny um addition to that is our neighbor across the street and i were just chatting the other day and somehow my age got brought up and I said that I was 28 and he like freaked out. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just blew my mind. You're 28 years old. And I said, yep. And he said, and how old is she? Joanne is 27. And he's like, wow, my kids are the same age as you two. And they are on such completely different paths. I can't believe that you guys are homeowners, you're responsible and intelligent and this and that. And he's like, my kids don't even know what they're going to do tomorrow. And I, obviously, I kind of reassured him that everybody's got a different path, right? Just because you're 28 doesn't mean that you have to have it all figured out. But it definitely is a good feeling at this point in time to have been able to have an established career and have bought a home and all that stuff. That's, um, I, you know, I can relate to that. Like what, what I was doing at 27, I kind of like dip on this all the time. It's like not even close to what you guys are doing. Like I was, I was married, <laughs> irresponsible, like drinking, partying. That was yeah. what life was about. It's always like kind of an interesting piece for me when I look at this. It's like you know, it, like you guys don't even think about going out on Friday night, you right? Know? You're staying in and getting your rest. It's do like you crazy. think that there is any possibility? I don't think so, but it just popped into my head now that once we are done competing that we're going to have the desire because we missed out on it now. I mean, I feel like I got it in in my... Uh, Oh, to party. You're saying a party. Yeah, right. Like, I I feel like I did my fair share in high school and college. Like, I I think I got it out of my system. But is it possible that some of these other competitors are going to be like, all right, I was stone cold clean for 10 years. Now I have this desire. Like, I want to go out and stay out late. I want to drink. and No, because I think it's going to transition into your next stage and career. Because it's like, you know, you're wired that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might not like pass up the glass of wine at dinner, you know, moving forward. But like, it's not going to be like outraging, you know, until four in the morning every Friday night. Like, I'd be surprised by that. Yeah, I think a reason, one of the reasons that we as athletes, especially in CrossFit, don't enjoy that stuff is because we're used to trying to channel our bodies to perform to the best of their ability and to always feel so good. Physically, we want to feel recovered and we need to be able to perform the next day. And so when you go out until 4 a.m. and you drink and you wake up the next morning, you just don't feel good. And I know for me, because it is my 
job when I don't feel good, it, it like I freak out. Some other people that maybe have a, a tweak or whatever, they're like, ah, it's okay. I don't really need it, but I need my body to be feeling at its peak. So it like compounds itself more and more when a little thing goes wrong. So I think if I were to feel terrible because I got three hours of sleep, it would mean a lot more to me than somebody that's not involved in the sport. Dylan and I just go to the um, Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew. Got it. We feel like that. That's how we fix that. That's the secret. <laughs> okay. not a word. Yeah. You guys do have some late nights, huh? There, there yeah. are sleepless nights preparing for events. And We've been dialoguing a little on this recently. Like just, you know, we're always trying to get better for each other, with each other as a team. And um, we just like in a relationship. Yeah, we are. Nice. Uh, Open relationship, <laughs> but no, we um we like, we we talk a lot about the um how we're wired, and it's just like that's how we're wired. Like you guys yeah. are wired, like uh you know the training, sleep, recovery. Like it's just you're so attracted to feeling good. It's not that we're attracted to feeling shitty. It's just like I can't stop at night, right? Because I love it. Right. I'm literally cool. I was up till three thirty in the morning answering emails, texting yeah, with I him. Bijan's the same way with yeah, some of that dude. Stuff. I just like I I um that's my sport and right. CrossFit. That's and, cool. You know, we it's actually. You know, just like for you guys, it can be unhealthy, right? Mm -hmm. You know it can be, if right? At times, too much of it. It's no balance. And, right. and sometimes being elite in your world requires a lack of balance. And you got to be selfish for a certain period of time. You know, I, I'm like constantly looking at that, which is like, it's hard to find balance. I don't think there's actually the reality. There's no reality in balance to be good at what, in my mind, to be like really good elite at yeah. something. I think there has to be some compromise on other sides. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think balance kind of means average, right? Average is the sum and difference between the ups and the downs. So if you're, if you have balance, then you're probably right, falling right in the middle. You're average on most of the things that you're doing. And not that that's a bad thing, but you're not going to be able to be at the top of whatever you're doing if you have that perfect balance all the time. Yeah, I mean Ben Bergeron. If you're listening, I apologize. I just can't do it. <laughs> Does <laughs> he's he? Like, he's he's a, a he's a big balance guy, and um, you know, yeah. I mean, right? I mean, you listen to him a lot. I'm very tight with him. Uh, yeah, you know, I've learned a lot from him. But yeah, he's a big he's a big balance guy. I think to a certain extent, it's really important. And like when I think of balance, I think of my my family life and and Joanne and. I want to give her as much of a feeling as balance as possible. I think if there was not that balance there, she would feel neglected and I don't want her to feel that. I want us to have a great relationship. And so I think for me, the balance is there. So trying to get my training done and that's usually my priority and she understands that because it's kind of making a living for both of us. But as much as I can, when I'm not training, I try to dedicate that other time to her and our quality time together. You know, it's, uh, I had a boss uh, when I was in the insurance industry and he told me it was uh, that life's a triangle and it's family work and everything else. And mm -hmm. when one, when two of them are great, it's a set, like it's just yeah. inevitable that one of them is going to be right. out of balance. You always want to try to make sure it's the other, but you know, unfortunately, like, cause his was golf, right? Like mm -hmm. he was like, a psycho golfer good at it he's like yeah hey, when i'm going and golf is great and work is great my my wife hates me you know but when the, yeah. my wife when when home's great and work's great my golf sucks right that's interesting and i was like yeah i mean it's pretty remedial and makes sense but like it's true right 
I mean, it's hard to do it all. Yeah. In my mind, I don't know how you know you 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 and I yeah, talk about positions. Yeah. Balance yeah, is not it's, your forte. No, you know? it's very yeah. You you hit the nail on the head. That example is great. It's just really difficult to make everything perfect. It's our inclination to want to be perfect in everything that we do. You know, we're perfectionists by trade, whether it be work, personal life, etc. It's just, it's it's an impossibility, and you have to be willing to accept the fact that not everything is going to be amazing all the time. And maybe it's undulating too. You know, it might go it in does. in waves and phases. Like yep. I, I'm gonna really dedicate a lot of my time to this and I know this is going to suffer but it's only for this period of time and then once I can come out of that I can dedicate more of that time to friends family whatever it may be um yeah. well I mean certainly what you're doing requires a certain level of selfishness and mm -hmm. ego and whatever because honestly it's a window right like you're right. working in a window I yeah, I mean, I'm working in a window. We all are. Right. And that's called like, when am I going to die? Because I can keep doing what I'm doing for a long time as long as my mind is clear. Yours is very physical. Like, yeah. do you ever think about, or is that on your mind, sort of the, um, you know, the end and like, you know, what, um, how long you can do this or want to do this? Uh, not often am I thinking about that. I, I am aware of it. I actually was talking to somebody that was doing CrossFit for the first time yesterday and he was kind of asking about that. And I just, off the top of my head, I was like, yeah, I, I feel like I probably have another two to five years of competing individually. And then the way things go right now, as you wrap up your individual career, people seem to fall into competing on a team. I think I would enjoy that as well. So that would extend it another few years. So competitively, I probably have, and I feel good right now. So who knows, five to eight more years of competing in the sport. So I could do it until I was 35. And then I even have the option to go into the master's category. I don't know if by that point in time, I'll be burned out or feel like I need a break. But um, might, might be using a walker by then. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully not. I mean, I, I really knock on wood for real feel good. I yeah. That guy, same guy asked me, I've heard you can get pretty injured in CrossFit. You've been doing it for 10 years. You must have had some serious injuries. And I said, honestly, man, I've been very lucky, I guess. I've not had one major injury in 10 years. I've had little tweaks here and there, but I think you experience that in life, whatever you're doing. But I have not had a surgery. I haven't had anything that's kept me out of a season. So with that being the case, hopefully that trend continues and I can keep doing it for a while. I think yeah. some people this season had asked Noah to go team. Like some people already had an expectation that we were ready to transition into teams. Really? Interesting. Um, to be honest, and I don't know if I've shared this in many places, but because this season as a whole was, or, or the last season was a little bit more difficult and had its ups and downs, there were points in time when I was considering maybe I'm kind of reaching the end of my stick here. And I, I know personally, I only want to compete and perform if I'm going to do well. I would never want to just settle in and kind of keep competing and taking 15th every year. I, I don't have that desire. And so when I finished eighth at the Rogue Invitational, I was battling that and thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to see how the games go this year. And if they go well, that'll be good. But if they don't go well, then maybe I'll start to consider some other options. And luckily for me, the games went really well and it kind of refueled my fire and reassured me that I can continue to compete at a high level in the sport. So it's interesting. Imagine one thing happened differently and I took 10th of the games. I don't know if I would have gotten up and trained this morning and then met you guys here for the podcast. Do I got you, like, <clears throat> what, is, what was the, that experience like this year? Like you had a great year. 
Like you were right that, there. You that's, know? that's really my, my, my question is, because I think you said this right after the games, that it almost was what had happened in the lead up to the games, you attribute somewhat to your success in some ways, like sort of the the, the negative right. season you were having, you almost feel like the, the different approach you took because of your mindset ended up resulting yeah. in, a, in, a, in a better final result to the season. Talk about that and, and, and how you got to second place, second fittest in the world. For sure. Yeah, I think that that was an element that played a role in the sense that I was kind of thinking, all right, if this is truly going to be my last season competing, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to have the same narrative play out every single season where I go into the games with the expectation of getting on the podium. I just miss it and fall short. I feel like I failed and then just do that over and over again because I was really considering maybe this is my last couple games here, I want to not leave feeling like, all right, I need to get on the podium or it's a failure. So let me kind of push that to the side. Just try to enjoy the games for themselves, no matter how they pan out. And if imagine that it was my last experience, I'd be able to go out on a high note and like really take it for what it is and soak it in. And I feel like that kind of put me in this mindset where I, I could do that. And another thing that added to that was a lot of the national champions being there. It was cool because for a lot of them, they were just there to enjoy it. They didn't have the expectations of getting on the podium. And so they were like enamored and they had wide eyes at everything. And it was so cool for them. And I saw that and I was like, man, I, I feel that for them. And that kind of fueled me up and put me in this good place as well. So I think this year, just being able to take it in stride in a different way and, and kind of zoom out and really try to enjoy it as if it were my final stint at the games made it for a, a better performance for me. But so are you now approaching, because of the success you had last year, similarly to how you approached it last year where, I mean, I, I'd also love to hear from if there was a point in time last year where you're like, man, I might not even qualify. Like, was there a moment where panic set in? Like, I think you have a really great mindset. You you, you tend to remain even keel, even when you're faced with immense pressure. But was there a moment where you're like, dang, I might not make it? Um, I don't think I ever thought that, but I thought that right, I got to hustle. Like if, if I, I didn't qualify through the open, so I said, okay, plan B is one of these other sanctionals. Didn't do it in Wadapalooza. Okay, it's going to be the Italian showdown, whatever. And so I think that kind of would have just continued until maybe if I was going to compete at the final sanctional of the year and I still didn't qualify, I'd feel a little bit of that panic. But there are so many opportunities now that I don't think the nerves were there for me just because I'm pretty confident in my ability to qualify. I think what this year was my sixth games um, and I just qualified for my seventh. So there wasn't that element of maybe I'm not going to even qualify. It was just... You knew you would. Yeah, I, I felt very confident that I would qualify. It was for me more of a question of, all right, I've been here before. Is the same thing going to happen where I'm not going to meet my expectations awesome. at, at the okay. games? I was in um, Italy, actually, which mm -hmm. we, you weren't technically qualified at that point. Right. And we talked a little bit about this in Italy, which is interesting. And I think you, you had a good mindset at that point. You're like, whatever, I'll figure it out. Right. And I think... In the end, he ended up being our, our qualifier from Waterloo. Yeah, yeah. Which yep. you know, so there was like nothing to worry about. Yeah, at, but you didn't know because of the weirdness of last year. It took a little while. Structure, but you know, um, so yeah, I, I think that I so funny because of the way that's structured. I think it's a little clearer now moving forward because like it happens and it's stuck at that point now moving forward. Last year with the open being after certain right. things, yeah, like, changed yeah. a little less. We had no, they crowned all the open stuff yesterday. So that should like trickle down finally. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, no, I think that 
I, you know, I think that is an important question moving forward though. It's just like, you know, how does that, you went and did what, you know, probably, you, you know, you went and succeeded at a level that you, you know, had defined success last year. Does it change things for you moving forward? You know? Yeah, I didn't want, I don't want to let it. I think that I will be able to keep it from changing things in a similar way to during the games this year when I was doing well. Similarly, I was thinking, all right, because I'm doing well, I don't want to let this change my approach. You know, I'm sitting in first place. I don't want something's working. Right. I don't want the pressure to come in now and think, all right, I'm in first place. I have to hold this. Like, obviously, that would be great. But I wanted to continue doing what I had been doing because it had gotten me to that point. And so in the same sense, this year, I, I am going to recognize that that mindset was a, a good one for me to be in a good headspace for me last year. So I think if I can recreate that and a, a big part of it was just like this whole year focusing on gratitude and like things that I'm grateful for and appreciative of. And that makes it a lot easier to focus on the good and to feel good and not get overwhelmed by like the bads and the what ifs. So I think I'll be able to to tap into that and maintain the same feel. You've, de you've dealt with expectations in the past. I mean, you, you had really uh, successful first you know, appearance at the games and, you know, there was a lot of narrative around that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm sure that, you know, that's, that's another, that's another part of it. Right. It's like, you know, now, you know, um, I think a, a lot of athletes we've worked with have, have, have definitely talked about this. It's like, you know, there's no hiding anymore. It's like, right. you know, I finished second. You know, it's like, yeah. okay. Well, there's only one, you know, I don't know how that, I'm always interested to hear how that changes people's perspective because, you know, expectation from others. Yeah. You're it's like, you know, swinging, you know, you know, swing, swinging for the fences is one thing. And I'm not saying that, I'm just saying in general, like how does he, yeah. I'm always intrigued to see how people's minds change on those things because it's like, you know, do you look at next year as not a, this is a question, do you look at next year as not successful if you don't either, don't win or you don't finish second, you know? How do you define success? Yeah, so what I, is your expectation? That's really. I think there are two ways that that can go or two factors. One is that I'm so grateful that I was able to achieve the podium because I think that if I had gotten to the end of my career and I'd always come just this close but never quite made it, it would always be bittersweet. I'd always look back and be like, man, I almost accomplished getting on the podium at the CrossFit Games, but I could never pull it off. And so now I kind of am able to check that off my list. And I will, if second place is the best that I ever finish, I think there will still be a little element of that bittersweetness where I'll look back and be like, man, I I could have won the CrossFit Games. I was very close to winning. And so the fact that I didn't pull it off, like, ah, I wonder. But I think for the most part, it kind of gives me a little bit of that peace of mind that I'll be able to look back happily on my CrossFit career. But I don't want anybody to mistake that as me being content. I'm not like hanging it up because I took second. That was all I wanted. I just wanted to get the podium and now I'm good. I'm going to cruise through the rest of my career. It kind of falls in line with like the happy but hungry thing. I, I am really happy that I was able to accomplish that, but it kind of gives me that perspective and uh, confidence that I can actually take it all the way and win it. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try to win it. But if for whatever reason that may not happen, I don't think at this point now that I've achieved the podium that I'll look back on my career a as failure. a failure. Right. I think, I think what's really important for us is last season we showed, okay, leading up to the CrossFit games. No, I had a pretty difficult year mm. emotionally, mentally going through a lot of personal things that led up to that perspective shift that we had at the CrossFit games this year. And 
everyone noticed it. They noticed that immense level of gratitude and happiness and joy to be there. And it's like, hell, why not? We've had, you know, all these highs and lows throughout the year. What's the CrossFit Games to us now? It's like just immense gratitude to be there. And that perspective shift bred the best version of himself as an athlete. So to me, it's like, okay, what's going to define this year to be successful? To me, it's okay. We kept saying after every event last season, let's not get absorbed in the highs. Let's not get absorbed in the lows. Like, let's just keep doing our thing and Mm -hmm. be grateful to be here, be happy, just keep presenting the best version of ourselves. To me, I think a successful season this year would be, okay, you know, we've been elevated. Can we still maintain that posture? Can we still be of the same mindset? Can we still come in with the same level of gratitude and the same perspective that we had and see where it takes us? We're going to continue physically training and mentally training and getting ourselves prepared for the season. But now that he's in second place, can he still maintain that same posture and see what that breeds? You know what's so interesting too is the the mantra that you have created of happy but hungry could not define what you just described any better. Like you came up with that mantra prior to last season. How long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's but been it's a, a few years. It's been a while, that but been, it's most fitting yeah. of kind of what you just described of this tumultuous season, but culminating with success because of your mindset shift because you were. Very, very happy with and, and, and gratuitous with kind of the opportunities you've been afforded. And I just, I find it really interesting. Would you mind speaking actually a little bit about Happy But Hungry? Is it a brand? Like yeah. for people that don't know what it is, I know you have t-shirts with it. You have water bottles, which I got to get, by the <laughs> way, one of them, please. Yeah, um, it, it didn't really start off as anything. It was just a conversation that I had with my coach, Max. And I'll keep it short and sweet because I feel like I've told the story before, so I don't want to be redundant. But very briefly, it was kind of what I was just saying to you that Max pointed out that he, I'm, I'm really happy in the gym and I, I have fun and I'm smiling, whereas some of his other athletes are a little it's bit- business. Yeah, exactly. And I said, well, I, I love what I'm doing. I really enjoy this. I think it's awesome that I get to train every day and I want it to be an enjoyable process, but I don't want you to be mistaken in that I'm content with where I'm at. I'm still really hungry. I want to get better. And it, I was like, I'm happy, but I'm hungry. I just kind of said it naturally. And um, I don't remember when it started to kind of steamroll and take shape, but just posted it here and there. And it's turned into a little bit of a mantra. Um, I don't know if I would call it a brand. Maybe it'll turn into that eventually. I think it's cool because I realized after a while that it is applicable. Sorry, we got neighbors. No, whatever, we're, we're, we're in Noah's backyard. We're in Noah's backyard. It is. That's why Daniel's stomach. just cutting the grass. Over there. <laughs> no, they're going to see sure him. There he is. Uh, hey, Daniel. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that it's applicable to different people in different walks of life. You know, I, I think I would want to encourage people to enjoy what they're doing, love their day-to-day process, but continue to strive to do better with whatever that is, your relationship, your work life, and and your, your CrossFit career or whatever, you know? Do you, do you see the carryover Totally. There? But yeah. I'll tell you, when I'm hungry, I'm never happy. I'm only <laughs> yeah, miserable so, when I'm hungry. We, we actually, all know that. We were, the irony of the quote, I love it. I don't know if I should uh, preview this. I'll, I'll look for Bijan on the head nod or shake. <laughs> Please. We were talking. going to capture it. We were talking yesterday, actually, about potentially having a, a booth at Wadapalooza and having some Do merch. It. And one of the T-shirts we talked about making potentially for kids like, how could we put a, a spin on Happy But Hungry for kids? And we came up with roughly, um, what was it? 
occasionally happy, always hungry or something for like a kid, you know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Sometimes happy, always hungry. You, Sean Kelly just pulled in. He heard that you want a booth at Wadapalooza. <laughs> he <laughs> wants to sell it to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, He's no, got we, his pitch we, deck. We would, yeah. love, we would actually really love that. I think, yeah, you know, you cool. such, I think that's an important part of our conversation. Like, and I don't want to not get to that is um, you're a big part of uh, Wadapalooza, like the, the culture, the history, uh, we're very proud you came back last year. That's cool. And, Thank you. Know, it was a big year of change, and we're really grateful for that. And Never missed a year. Yeah. And Since you're going to come back first this year. one all the way till now. Yeah, this and, year again. And, um, I don't think I ever would. What does it mean to, what does it mean to you? What does Wadapalooza mean to you? Like, I, I mean, I know what it means to me, Dylan. Like, I, I always like to hear that. Like, both yeah. of you, what does Wadapalooza mean to you? It's special in a few different ways. I think the first way chronologically is because Guido started it back when Dylan and I were at the old peak, the original mm. peak and heard he and Steve brainstorming the idea and coming up with the names. I remember suggesting the Thanksgiving throwdown because they wanted it to be in November. Originally. <laughs> turkey would be the logo. <laughs> <Yeah>. turkey. <laughs> and uh, that didn't pan out, but it it's cool to see it grow the way that it has yep. and take shape into something bigger. Um, so that's one aspect of it that I really love and appreciate being able to see it since its inception. And then another part of it is that I've kind of grown with it. You know, I started off competing, I think in the RX division, but nowhere near the podium learned there from a lot of the guys that were at the top level. I remember competing against Jared Davis the year that he won. Yeah, you won. There was one year that Talena whooped up on me. Um, and then eventually I kind of worked my way up into, getting on the podium at Wadapalooza. And that was kind of the first big step for me. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence because the same year that I podiumed at Wadapalooza happened to be the first year that I qualified for the games. Cool. And so I think Wadapalooza potentially gave me that confidence. Like, all right, I did it there. I can do it at regionals again to make it to the games. Um, so to go through that, and then the, the third element of why I love Wadapalooza is just being able to connect with the community. I think as I have grown with the sport of CrossFit, I think as now, I guess the only Miami athlete represented at the games, I know I don't want to offend anybody by saying that because I know there are some national champions yeah. that live here now that compete at the games. Um, but for a little while, I think I was the sole representative for Miami. So I think the Miami community felt like I was their yeah, guy and sure. were behind me. And so at Wadapalooza, I felt that big time. I was kind of like, the hometown kid. Yeah, man. you guys oh, would say on the sure. mic, hometown hero, hometown kid. And there, I don't know why, there's always one event that stands out to me. It was an evening event that finished with bar muscle-ups. And I have a really cool photo. I happened to just be in the zone on that workout, and I was winning by a good amount. And it finished with like 15 bar muscle-ups. And I was working my way through them and I locked out my final one as the entire crowd had like counted them out for me every like one through 15 everybody and it just felt like the, there's a photo of it I'm locked out of the top of the bar smiling there's hundreds of people behind me cheering and there's like the city lights behind me and that to me was just quintessential Wadapalooza Miami community behind me like Ah, that's that's a big reason why I love it and do it. So cool. Yeah. D- Dylan's got a tear coming down his cheek right now. <laughs> oh, that's a special moment. No, it is, I'm I'm telling. I I'm a, I was a spectator, vendor, exhibit, whatever. For I, I've been there a bunch. Like it, and I've seen a lot of those moments. I, I mean, I think all of us, you know, now I'm on the inside, but from the outside, I always identified you with that. And like, it looked like that was like a personal 
it's like the masters is the games and like this was like you know the british open or the u.s open like <laughs> yeah. it's still a major and it needed to be done right like, there are a lot of people that are even more so approach it that way now but like for you it was like no 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 no. that's my event yeah you know? i it also it would just be really strange and there's kind of no reason for me not to compete i feel yeah. like if i showed up at waterpalooza as a spectator it would be so uh, I don't know the right word for it, but it just wouldn't feel right for me, for people there. I feel like everybody would ask me, why aren't you competing? And if I didn't have a good reason, I'm just, uh, I don't know. There's no. Do you feel a home field advantage? Like you, you, like that's a big thing in sports and it's rare in our sport, right? Yeah. Like, do you, yeah. do you feel like, you know, you know, when I walk out there, like this, these are my people. Like you, yeah, I think so. To a certain extent. You get to go home. You sleep in your own bed every night. I know it's like 30 minutes or should you stay at yeah, hotel? Yeah, I, I did last year and I kind of, I think for the first time I'd stayed at home during Wadapalooza and I kind of wished that I had stayed down on the beach just because it would have been, or Bayfront, it would have been just easier to go back and shower and rest between events yeah, rather than drive home for 30 minutes, lay down for 10, drive right back. Um, it's convenient though, like the lead up, not having to travel significantly being able to kind of have my own food and and like you said knowing kind of these are my people this is my my place i'm very familiar with the environment and the weather and i'm sure there is an element of that home field advantage it's cool everybody else watch out yeah it's, it's not very often that anything in miami is executed that well like there's always like uh, <laughs> a, plus, a plus idea b minus execution yeah. uh and wadapalooza to me over the years has always been a plus idea a plus execution right like cool. hey we dreamt of this we thought about this like this would be cool if it happened and then you're out there and it really happens like like noah saying you're you're out there the city lights you got all the buildings lit up you got a guy jumping out of the helicopter you got people with jetpacks on the water and i mean looking back i think water is the first time i saw like our adaptive athletes on stage mm -hmm. and Truth. Yeah. alongside you know it was just so cool to see Noah cheering on Steph Hammerman on the stage and then watching Steph cheering on Noah. Like that was one of the first times that happened in CrossFit, that dynamic. So that was really cool. And early on in his career, you kind of only had like for your big competitions, it was the games in Wadapalooza with a few, you know, smaller events here and there. So to me, when we started our careers, Wadapalooza was very much, you know, in some sense, the CrossFit games. Like I still got those chills and teary eyed when he was gunning for gold. You know, it's, Cool. Not as easy to get that anymore, right? And you know, unless you're on the big stage. But um, it was a big stage for us when we started our careers. Yeah, winning's hard, though. By the way, like you know, I think a lot of people with great athletes like yourself can take that for granted. It doesn't matter if you're throwing down in your gym. Like, yeah, it's hard. What? And, and I mean, Dylan even knows beating me's hard. So you know. <laughs> no, but truthfully, on the elite side, like you could show up for the. I mean, you went to Italy. Like that was like winning's hard yeah it doesn't matter what you do like, sure. you, you find that out it doesn't matter where you are mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who's there the concept of winning brings so much responsibility right yeah, so absolutely. especially now here but yeah no i think um so i can understand like the emotion around him you know and you, your mm -hmm. relationship being you know in winning and certainly here in, in home uh, somebody somebody said to me yesterday and he obviously doesn't know me too well but he's like now that you've qualified through the open you don't have to really try a water blues, right? Like you can go and just have fun. And like, if it's not going well or you're not feeling it, you could just like, you wouldn't even have to finish the weekend. Right. In theory. And I was like, yeah, that pays the bills. Not the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not the point. You <laughs> the point. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going out there to win. And if I, 
am not doing well. I'm going to fight till the end. I'm not just going to be like, ah, I'm already qualified. I'm in fourth. Like, freak, screw it. I'm not showing up on the final day. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more to it than that. There's the prize money. There's the sponsorship. But more to me than anything, there's just the honor of, like, finishing what you started and giving it your all and wanting to be able to inspire people. I mean, the Waterpalooza last year, I, I could have been in that position where I was like, day one, I'm in 30th place. Forget this. I'm just going to like put it in uh, neutral and cruise through the rest of the weekend just to get it over with. But I, that's not how I operate. And there's a lot of other guys that have fight in them to try to come back. That was a, that, that was a, I mean, for me, I think that was a pretty good field last year, right? Like yeah. I mean, yeah. it was dense. Like, do you take anything from that event last year because of the, the, the outcome considering the start like was that was that a nice moment for i mean it was it had to be a nice moment for you but did did you take away from that and learn a lot from that or i think so i think it kind of gave me the confidence that if a situation like that presents itself again in the future that hey you've done it before you know you've crawled back from this position you can do it again versus when it was happening at Wadapalooza, it was kind of the first time. So there was a lot of that doubt and questioning, like, am I going to be able to do this? Is it worth it? <clears throat> And so now I know, all right, exactly. Like I said, you've done it before. You can do it again. There's, there's got to be value in you getting competition reps because you don't really get to compete very often throughout the year. Like right. how, how many times have you competed over the last couple of years, like each year? Yeah. I, I used times, to compete times. quite a bit. I, I enjoyed doing that at the beginning and I recommend that to anybody that's trying to get good at competing in CrossFit, compete a lot, like go do all these sanctioned events if you can, or obviously there's a fine line there cause you could reach that burnout point. But, um, as the years have gone on, yeah, I've whittled them down to just probably a few per year. And in CrossFit, we are kind of competing every day in the gym, right, with ourselves, with our training partners. But you're absolutely right that there's nothing like getting out on the competition floor in front of people against high-level people. So I think being able to sharpen the axe a little bit there and gauge yourself against others is pretty valuable as well. That's... I think that um, we're... Don't at, say it. Well, what was I going to say? I don't know. I'm just kidding. That smell of fresh cut grass has me wanting to golf right now. <laughs> oh, I just need to get that out guy. there. Like, I don't have any... Uh, clubs? Clubs. I was going to say sticks. Clubs. That's it. <laughs> sticks. That's what we call clubs. it in the yeah. golf world. Oh, sticks. Sticks. <laughs> You're lying right. to me. 100%. Oh, yes, I do you have legit. Like it would be, do you have your sticks in, yeah. in your trunk? Okay, cool. Yeah. I was going to say, but I do have cornhole if you want. Is that I like love cornhole, We should. We should just like take this to a cornhole, man. Can we keep this set up? That'd be a really cool, like, hey, kind of like... Yeah, there's some what Anthony, Anthony Tom could do anything. What'd you say? CVMG versus oh. Loud and Loud. Yeah, but he said it backwards. Live and Loud. Oh, I literally, I that's for some reason locked you know in that my mind. Like, I can't. If, Everyone messes if the, it up. Ninety percent of people call it Live and Loud. So you guys should just change it. Ninety. Even, 99% of people don't know what CVMG stands for. Okay, well, there you go. Like, we're in the same I don't part. even know what it, it stands matter. for. We, I don't, I've stopped correcting people because it's, like, exhausting. We have both trademarked. Our, our, yeah, no, but our, our, <laughs> our, our, oh, clients, yeah. our clients call it live and loud. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that Pat Fowler calls it live and loud every time <laughs> I talk to him. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I've called it live and loud. You know, times. something that you told me last week, Matt, when we sat down and, you know, talking about being more collaborative, I think, um, you know, Noah and I were talking about the booth space and what we can do. And like you said, I think we're in a position to now understand that we have a responsibility yeah. with Wadapalooza um, and really just our market and that there are going to be other athletes behind Noah. There are going to be other athletes behind Matt. We went from, you know, participating as a competitor and now we're saying, okay, not only do we want to participate, but we want to compete. We want to compete to win. 
But now for the first time in our careers, we're in a position, okay, how can we contribute to Wadapalooza so that it's bigger, better, and ready for the next generation of athletes that are coming in? How can we leave our mark? It's kind of crazy, but how can I win this event and then also do some really cool stuff with my brands? How can mm. I do some really cool stuff with my personal brand? Yeah. How can I interact with the community? How can I, you know, it's kind of a lot to think about as an athlete. You know, most people are just coming in to compete. They go back to their camp and right. they go to sleep, eat, and then just go back to the venue to compete. It's kind of crazy that, you know, guys like Noah and, you know, your top level competitors are thinking of, okay, I want to compete to win. But then I also have all these other obligations. Yeah, not no, not just obligations, but like things that I that I know I want to do at this event. Like I need to. Right. How oh, can I capitalize yeah. on Wadapalooza in every way possible? That's the. Um, I've talked a little bit to this, which is like the depth of success and how hard it makes future success because there's more sh shit to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just a fact. Um, I, I can relate to it um, with the people we work with a lot. Um, you know, I, I've, you know, I've said it as Matt's one, you know, every time he wins, like in, what you need to be, how you need to be wired to win that next time. Cause now you're dealing with the pressure of the two you won prior mm -hmm. and like all that's like, it's, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. It's the same for every one of you, right? It's, it's responsibility to brands, you know, here in Miami, it's responsible. Like you walk on the floor and you're feeling the weight of the community because you know, I'm at home. I need to win like this. I don't, I'm, I don't know what you feel. I, I won't speak for you, but I'm just saying like those things are like even if they're like a half a percent they're there yeah. right now you're gonna have a booth but you know it is also kind of what makes the the best great too mm -hmm. is like the, the ability to take more on right. and, and absorb and, and and work through that i think there are some competitors that won't compromise on those things you know yeah. like competing to them is all there is that weekend and that's commendable for sure and for myself competing is the priority but the other stuff actually kind of helps fuel me up to be able to go compete to the best of my ability. Yeah. So if I were to just go compete and go back to my hotel room and compete and go back to the hotel room and not interact with people, I feel like I would get so like uh, tunnel vision and start to feel uncomfortable. But when I can go compete and then go hang out and meet a ton of people and take pictures and high five, like that just makes me feel good. And so I go out into the next event and I'm like on this high and I can just ride that for the rest of the weekend. That's important to note about you because it's unique. I would, that's yeah. what I was going to say is that yeah. no, you're an anomaly in that sense that you use that to fuel you up. And I'm sure that there are plenty of athletes out there that feel the opposite, that they mm. do feel like it's an obligation. They'll right. do it. And maybe they do enjoy it to some extent, but they do feel like it's somewhat of a distraction to the end all be all goal, which is winning. Right. I no, just, Noah's worst year at the games was the one year that he turned off his social media. Oh, really? Fun fact. What year was that? Oh, that's good. Let's have him run a couple morning workouts at Waterpolis. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're gonna get you, more, you, you signed up for it, eh? I think I'm, I might be interested. Okay, in no, right, right, right Daniel. I think that there's uh, there is a little. There eventually probably is the fine line of like, I I'll go out and finish a workout. I'll grab a little bit of recovery, and then I'll go to just interact with people. And for the first like 30 minutes, it's great. And I get fueled up. And then after a little while, then I'll start to be like, okay, the next event starts in an oh, hour. I need to go yeah. stretch. And so at a certain point, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I've got to go. I promise you I'll find you later. I'll be back and then like take off. So it's not just one or the other. I, I try to find that balance. But I, I agree with you that it, it's probably a little bit different for me. I've found a way to like make that work for myself. Yeah. But, yeah. it, it is it is special, and I want to say to everyone watching. I know you know people see you every day on your social media, but uh, 
somebody show up? No, Our neighbors I was just saying hi to everyone. <laughs> oh, watching. everyone watching. I thought maybe Joanne walked up. No, I was just going to point I out wish. that like I've known you for years, man, and like what you see with Noah is one thousand percent what you get. Like he is the most genuine dude you'll ever meet. Thank so like, you, there's no like you know, you know anyone that's a celebrity they have to put on somewhat of a face. Noah does not do that. I'm just like speaking to everyone watching. Like he is truly the guy that you see, and what he's saying right now is one hundred percent the truth, and I believe it to the hundred hundredth uh, percentile. Gracias, amigo. Yeah, man. Thought I was the best dude, you know. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Say the best. You just said oh, okay. some other. Make sure stuff. to word. He would go back and listen. <laughs> I put it, but uh, no, man. So be- beyond that, and I, I, you know, we're already at fifty-one minutes. I definitely we've had the first couple episodes have gone really long. I still want to keep it to probably around an hour. So we have cool. like ten yeah, more minutes of good chat sweet. and time for you, man. You mentioned Wadapaloozas being one. Obviously, the games is another one. From a competition perspective, this season you said you've kind of condensed how often you you're competing since your previous history, where you maybe did a bunch. Now you're yeah. kind of you know winding down, not doing as much throughout the season. What is your plan for competition this year, at least right now? Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with all the events, but I'm thinking about doing Madrid, the West Coast Classic. <laughs> I don't know. Any of those. He's trying to remember all the events <laughs> yeah, that are. Like, <laughs> oh, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're good. I yeah. like this. Got him. <laughs> so to be honest, I actually really do want to do the West Coast Classic. I've always watched the California Regional and thought it was so cool, like just such a cool vibe. The venue seems awesome. I don't know if the timing is going to play out to where I'll be able to make it this year, but eventually I would love to do that. I think it's really cool that you guys brought we that back. You might know someone if you want to make a late decision. No, dude, I okay. heard those guys are paying 40 grand in first place, man. Just a thought. Okay, good to know. <laughs> nah, but yeah. That- um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's just one event that I think is really cool and I'd love to do, but the ones that I'm locked and loaded for, actually, I need you to help me finish my registration for Wadapalooza. Uh, oh, Wadapalooza will be one. Aye, aye, yeah. aye. And it depends on the booth size we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Triple decker. And, uh, and then the rogue invitational is just Max and I kind of looked at the timeline of the year. Those are both pretty high level decided that those would be the two that we would lock in. And if there was any point throughout the season where there's like a two, three month downtime lull and on the spot we say, hey, let's go jump into this Mexico. one. Yeah, no. whatever. I mean, honestly, <laughs> maybe. I, yeah. No, no I, I, all kidding aside, yeah. I mean, I think you talk about Rogue. Like, I mean, I don't know why anybody wouldn't compete mm-hmm. with that great yeah. event. Like major, very elite you know, ton of money. Like yes. Yeah. And you've had, you had a lot of fun there last year. I did. I, I did. I, so I get to like do the Bijan thing on the coach's side of things. Um, you know, I call myself a caddy, but like they, you like I, were a sneaky snake last year. You put a hard work pays off patch oh, on my dude. shoe. Oh, we we're going to to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> that was good. There's a, all right, we'll give the story quick and it's in who's Craig Ritchie. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Nike made patches for everybody for those Velcro shoes. And I had a pocket full of like, I guess they were like super exclusive. Like there was only like a couple hundred made or whatever. So, you know, Nike was like, hey, bring them and hand them out. And like people we put on Matt's social, O'Keefe has them and people were like badgering me for them. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have some fun. They're all wearing those Velcro shoes. They had just come out. Noah's warming up some like thrusters and I just go up behind him and put them on both his heels. I I had no idea. I didn't feel it at all. (laughs) Travis Mayer, both of his heels. (laughs) Travis found him. I think he saw me do Noah after him, uh, and he's like, "Do you do that to me?" And I'm like, uh, "Maybe, you know." But anyway, I, I did a whole event with them, and I was like cooling down after, and I took my shoe off, and I said, "What the heck is this doing on here?" And then I found out that you that's got hilarious. You got me good, oh, but that's it. That's a great. Um, I I had a really good experience there. Obviously, those guys do it right. Um, yeah, that's. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And what do you think of the whole season? And like 
I mean, you know, the new shape. The well, new shape, like you, you know, I mean, we have our we're heavily involved in it. Love that part of it. I think it's a really cool opportunity for athletes. Like, you know, do you want to travel? Do you want to get out to new regions? Yeah, I think that that is another cool opportunity that comes with the way that the season is developing. Is that you have the opportunity to go all over the world, you know? And if kind of like I was saying with Max, we discussed we'll lock those two in. And then if something comes up where you want to go do another one, um, he also kind of framed it in the sense that if you and Joanne decide you want to take a vacation anywhere, like we got engaged in Italy last year. So if we decide we want to go back to Italy, there's a way to maybe cover some of the costs, kind of do like a little two in one thing. Mm -hmm. And again, it's there. Where is there not a, like, I think there's a, competition Pretty on much. almost every continent right 27 so 27 sanctionals if right we want to go to australia or asia or europe like we can find a comp like pick a date range hey joanne's got a break from school this month these are the competitions these three are available do we want to go to england or australia or whatever you know and, and make a decision based on that so i think cool. that's cool as well um Dylan and Bijan are going to try to qualify through Mexico. Oh, that'd be <laughs> yeah. sick. Are we going head to head? Honestly, I, I, you beat me right now. I've been you guys probably could. You guys. I don't, there's going to be probably a lot I, of people I've chasing. I've been saying, how many years have I I've been saying we need to form a team called 007 and just have the two agents on one team at Waterpolo? That would be sick. You need two girls, though, too. Who would the like girls that. be? Yeah. Who would the Stacey? girls be? Stacy. Stacy and Katie. Stacy's solid. For yeah, sure. Katie's okay. Katie's uh, Where's Katie? Uh, <laughs> you do not want to be on a team with me. I hate to break it to you. I'm. Oh, you know what, though? You know, you put some machines in there. I think I might be able to influence programming a little. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just no, got a you go. You go like the acid bath. I'm your man. You know, you put Yuck. like any barbell in there, as Daniel can attest to last night. Not good. Game over. You guys worked out at midnight, I heard. I didn't even I think know what healthy. we were doing. Like I literally got so like consumed with meetings and work and like I made a joke to Sean Kelly at what was probably at that point 1030. I didn't even know. I was like, oh, you want to go work out? And he, was, he never says yes, yeah. honestly. He's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. And six of us went down. We have like a little storage area downstairs and we did a terrible workout um, at 1130 at night. Yeah. And they were like, let's get dinner. And I'm like, yeah, still no concept of time. And I'm like, it's midnight. <laughs> yeah. No. Where are we and you worked for another three and a half hours. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Animals. how can you go to sleep after working out at 1130? Like, True. That was. Uh, <laughs> you guys both <laughs> knocked right out. Yeah. I've gone. You guys, you should come over for some G135 fitness, man. Right. It's special. Is yeah. that the new F45? G135. Well, that's the, that's the, so the, the, the upgraded, the, 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 the uh, storage unit. Ah, that's clever. Its number is G135. Gotcha. It means nothing. It's perfect. So. We're starting a hashtag G G one thirty. Fun fun like fact. It. Speaking of F forty five, did you know that Noah was offered the first location in California and he said no? Oh, Twenty one so, with yeah, Kenny. I remember and those that guys. dude. He had Rabdo. It was like two days after the games and he won money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, did. That probably. was that was when uh I think Kenny hadn't competed that year for whatever reason. And I was that was the year that we did Murph and I was jacked up. And literally like four days after the games, Leverage called me. Hey dude, there's this thing going on on the beach this weekend. Do you want to be on my team? And I was like, no, absolutely not. No way. I'm like chilling, relaxing, recovering. And he said, but the prize is $100,000. And at that time, like there was nothing out there like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, let me go I'm recover. Good. I'm good. I feel great. All of a sudden. Uh, and then and we did, we won. I 
I kind of feel like I'm admitting here that it was like a, a marketing ploy. I think 100%. Yeah, I don't they think we actually win. won. I think the Australian team, they're so well versed in that setup that oh, they did beat us wow. and they tweaked the scores and they're like, hey, the US guys won just so we'd post about it. Oh, and franchise. Would, exactly. a great day for you. And then we had a, a business meeting with them the next morning and they were like, we'd love to offer you this location. Oh, wow. And Bijan and that's I both. That's the number one grossing location in the country now. Yeah. It's like the one that's you're in not, Santa Monica. You're not, you're not bitter about this, are you? It's the we worst don't even, decision of my life. We don't even, <laughs> we don't like money though. Ah, I mean, you'd be hanging out with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> right, that, that, that location. Yes, that's you're waking up at three in the morning every day and you see a schedule. We honestly didn't take it just because it was like after the grid right the grid had just buttered out i don't think i would have taken it either at that point we didn't know how crossfit was it free would they just given it to you dude they were gonna give them the location and a salary like hey you just be the face of this gym and show up there dude i have to say that i mean i don't really know a whole like i mean i know enough about it because i well i've been to australia they're everywhere but like every time I see that on social media, I'm like, oh, like gives me a headache. There is so much <laughs> shit going on. There's one, there's one two minutes around the, so like, yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Everybody, there's, the, the, it's literally, the circuit is like, would a hundred movements. Yeah. All, like, let's yeah. rotate. I don't know yeah. anything about it. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know much about it either, but who knows what that could have turned into. I, I like where I'm at now. So I'm kind of glad that we made that decision. Yeah. He's like, by the way, I have their, uh, their P&O. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're killing it. It's great. Yeah. Yep. So we're getting close. The one that got away. We hit that hour mark. I want to keep it. We're, by the way, we were in your backyard. So literally in your backyard and you're in our backyard. So the point would be we should have you on a million times over. But before yeah. we depart, the one thing I want to do, because this is going to go up probably in the next couple of weeks, but right on the heels of Wadapalooza, which you'll be at, you are obviously native to Miami. I'd love for you to give your perspective on some places that people coming to Wadapalooza mm. have to check out, whether it be food, whether it be gym, whatever. Cool. I like that. coffee. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you plugs. for that opportunity. Bijan's really good at this as well. So I can you can chime in whenever you want. I know which one going to name, so go for it. Well, all right. Uh, I'm going to write them down on my phone. One. I'm going to show them to you, and I bet you he says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see, this is actually a fun game. Ready? Hold on. So, don't wait, name them because no, Bijan's going to yeah, write no, them. No, no, no. That's okay. I, I'm not going to. I won't. South Miami is like. People right. won't make it down here that right, much. Exactly. Think about like down by that. He's going to say right. those three. You somewhere down in the Windwood area. Oh, he's not going to name them now. Here would you. Here, let's at least do this. Where would you work out? Uh, where yeah. would you eat? Where would you get coffee? Cool. Where would you get a treat? Got it. Got them all. All right. Cross check. So um, I would say workout wise, I'm going to have to promote my dad's gym. He oh, owns CrossFit sure. Winwood down there. I think they're one of like the partners with you guys. Yep. It's pretty close to the venue. It's not far from Wadapalooza. So I'll probably end up getting some of my last minute training in there. It's a cool um, spot. Yeah. Artwork definitely. on the back wall, the turf. It's awesome. For sure. Um, in terms of grub, if you're competing and you want to keep it healthy, and I don't know how healthy you'd consider this, but my favorite Joanne as well, poke spot down there is called Ono Pokey. Poke, poke is the correct way to say it. It sounds pretentious, but (laughs) okay. Uh, so Ono Poke is delicious. For clean eating. For cleanish eating, right? It's raw yep. fish and rice and some veggies. Um, actually, next to that, so also in Winwood, there's a place called the Bagel Club that is. Oh, it's not there anymore. Yeah, it is. They just changed the the outer the exterior of it. I promise. It's uh, it's really go good. It's, it's like, like no lie to us. Bagel bagel sandwiches, which I feel I like, like bagel sandwiches. Yeah, that's something that I would get before competing. A bagel, eggs, whatever. You can keep it clean. You can get indulgent with it. Um, the salty donut, obviously, a little celebratory treat. That was probably on the list, right? It must have been. So, yep. Salty okay. was. Salty donut. Check. Okay. 
Um, but he's north, so that doesn't count. Right. True. Yeah. I mean, if if you were playing the down here game, whisk. Yep. Boom. Salty donut. Where's the third one? And uh, Joanna's. Your fiance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Give you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hit all three. So yeah, I hope you sure. pick that up on the camera. But, I mean, and if anybody does want to venture down toward peak, you're, you guys are more than welcome to drop in there. That's always fun too. That gym usually fills up the week before Wadapalooza. Um, that is right across the street. Joanna's Marketplace is one of our favorite spots. Fire. Yeah. Um, I haven't been there yet. I'll have to try that out. Joanna's? It's, it's right next to Groves. Bijan, chime in on it. Uh, give a, yeah, give everybody like, like... Every time someone comes to Wadapalooza, I have a list ready to go. Give them like three cool right. dinner spots. Nice dinner. KYU. I was thinking or, KYU, well. yep. Awesome. Japanese Q. fusion. Yeah, High-end Japanese modern American fusion. You know what's good? Super dope interior. You know what's good, by the way, is is that place in the Intercontinental, Toro Toro. It is good. Mm, I've never been. Like, I actually haven't eaten there. Dude. It's like, especially there are the small buffet. plates. By the way. No, I, the buffet is good. Well, I also eat at 18, oh, that's a place 18 in the back, straight. Like yeah, the, yeah. the back corner. It's really like good, dude. Oh, for lunch, you should go there one day. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Toro, sorry. Toro. KYU. Um, KYU. Yeah, obviously you have to go to Salty Donut. Yeah. I think they'll, you know, maybe if we work on it, they'll do like a Wadapalooza collaboration. Dude, we need to do that. Get that yeah, done, will you? For sure. We'll make it happen. Like, What else? Are you thinking of more for us, man? You know that area? They have good coffee too, right? Yeah. Best coffee. Yeah, Intelligentsia. Okay, cool. That's Ooh, a that's a that's a big. They're all over the Midwest, yeah, like Chicago and I've had DC. Like six cold brews already today. I'm ready for another one. Have I'm you ever had a cold one. brew Palmer? I think they call it with yeah. cold brew and lemonade. He loves Arnold Palmer yeah. too. Dude, I have his alley. But I, you have I, not. I'm an Arnold Palmer. Oh, is that from oh, Panther? Man, you can do it anywhere. I mean, anywhere that sells cold brew coffee, you just ask them to add lemonade. I usually go fifty fifty, and Sounds it's really, it's really good. good. Half and half. Yeah, Let's go, I want to go get one right now. Where else you got? Pulling up the Yelp list. Oh. oh, are you yelping right now? This I love it. I'm not yelping. A, I have a, a note folder. On his phone. I'm giving you guys. We got to put this in the show notes yeah, too. Like, can you make sure you get this from Bijan? Any, the, the anytime locations? that somebody asks me for recommendations, I have this now from him. I just go to the notes section in my phone. I type Miami and then I can me? hit him with a list of like 30 places, oh, things to do, place. places to uh, eat. Cool. This would be really actually, this could be super Dude, legit. Helpful. This is on the app. Bijan's list of good cuisine. Dude, why don't we do that? Read them off. Miami suggestions. Read them, read them, read them. Oh, that's gonna take. We a should while. we should charge for Just this. Tiger, highlights. Tiger Tail and Mary in Coconut Grove. That's actually where we did the Art Basil there. dinner. Ever been Tiger Tail and it's Mary? Good. Beautiful. It's a Michael Schwartz restaurant. Nayara, fun sushi spot on the beach. Yeah, it's a good spot. How's it going? Fiorito. Never been. Argentinian Steakhouse. Oh, we've been, been there. Low key. I think like, I've been there. Yeah, it's like the Momi District, like up there. Is that okay. where we had so our that. Christmas party? No, I'm joking. Oh, no, that was like Rincon Argentina. But it's a, it's an Argentine. Ready? Kush. Kush is really good. Burger, burger spot. Joint. If you want good burgers in Winwood, Kush it sounds like a weed place. <laughs> yeah, it's the, pretty much what they're going That's for. That's their vibe. <laughs> the munchies. Good burgers. Yeah. Never fails. It's one of our go tos. It's in the Gables Hillstone. Everyone. Yeah, knows everyone loves. You've eaten yeah, Hillstone yeah, before. Yeah. Oh, I love, yeah, I love Hillstone. Yeah, gone, yeah. I've had a yeah. bunch of dinners there. And if you want like a cool vibe, Sea Spice on the Miami River. Ooh, wait, I have a cool suggestion. Kiki's I'm going to add to your spice. list because I don't know if it's on there. If you're here on a Sunday, the Pinecrest Gardens <gasps> Farmer's yes, Market, oh, rainbow yeah. smoothies. You get a commission on every purchase of those, don't you? <laughs> I should. I, love, I go no. every day now. I go every Sunday. Five cents. I was actually thinking about it. There's almost nothing else that I post weekly besides the rainbow smoothie. Just because it like happens to be every Sunday that we get yeah. it, and I like to share. They're really it's healthy good. and pretty looking. You had one too, but, right, Daniel? This week, yeah. Your first, um, was that your first? They have the egg sandwich over there. Mm -hmm. Like, I, oh, you've taken me there. And then oh, one, you had one, yeah. So that's on Sunday. One more good one, Upland. 
on the beach. Mm, I've never been there. That's yours, also you're solid. Like sheltering me, man. I haven't yeah. heard of any of this. Shoot, we just we we're at the office. <laughs> I <laughs> promise. Hours a day, bro. When you want to get food? Yeah, those are all good spots. Do you know? Well, that you is. know, you you shared this with me. I was about to share some of Bijan's knowledge, but Let's this go. is like the Uber capital of the world. Yep, right? it is. Mm. Miami's the largest Uber city. Uber Eats. Uber Eats city. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I order Uber Eats yeah. every day. I probably yeah. contribute it's to like twenty five percent of that. Everyone was asking. Everyone was asking how we did the Gronk piece at Salty Donut. So Miami is the largest Uber Eats city. Salty's the largest Uber Eats client in Miami. Damn. Salty? Really? So Gronk hit a commercial with Salty Donut That's for really the Super Bowl. Cool. That's sick. I thought that was somehow tied to like CBD Medic or something. No, 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 no. Okay. Pretty cool. All right, well, I have no idea. Just a bunch of lazy people out here. Oh, dude, no, man. Everyone likes <laughs> to steal the traffic so bad, but yeah. Yeah, Miami traffic. Miami drivers. Well, yo, we're going to wrap it. One hour and seven minutes. Our producer is not going to have to deal with so much of a editing issue. Today, it does. Anthony That's always does good. I kind of like it on you. I don't like just the mustache yeah, on gonna, many people. You're going to shave that shit for Europe, right? <laughs> oh, that's just a good point. So the, the podcast is, is going on the road with Anthony and, and Matt. It'll be primarily Matt. See we're if we survive this. Hey, so London. are we. We're going to... You're going to London? Barcelona? Noah, myself, Matt, yeah. we're all going to Barcelona in a few weeks. Oh, oh but he's not our, coming. Maybe we need him to come and do something with Dude, the Dude, luckily we haven't booked this flight because yeah. we weren't able oh, to. Maybe we get him and keep Matt. the mustache yeah. for Spain. Yeah, for Noah sure. and Matt have we never would, done a podcast yet. Wow, that actually might be a good opportunity. That would be so cool. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. who wants to see one? So we're going to yeah. be in sit. We're going to be at Strength and Depth in, in London, and I'm sure we'll get a few awesome guests. Matt will be hosting that. And then uh, we're going to head to Madrid and showcase probably some area around the venue of the Madrid CrossFit Championship and also have some cool guests on there. And then maybe now we just signed you up for Barcelona. We'll talk well, about yeah, it. Yeah, because we're going um, – uh, Noah and Bijan, myself, Matt, are going to the Fittest Freakest Challenge with Nike in Barcelona that weekend. So cool. maybe that's a good opportunity for uh, you to come with us. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, we're going to be with Buttery Bros and Matt and Sammy in Madrid. Um, you know, obviously, at, you know, Sid, which would be really exciting. I'm pumped about it. I'm a little nervous because this is like – but by the way, nobody's more nervous than Dylan because he's like <laughs> – putting me out to the wild without him across the oh, he's like, hey, can you, you want to go and i'm like dude there's just no way yeah it's so i'm gonna be trying this on my own which is a disaster waiting to happen you're talking know. about the podcast oh, so, right. yeah. no he'll yeah. kill it he'll yeah, just, anthony is gonna have to bring tissue i'll be crying <laughs> like, there's no crying in podcasting you got it uh but no we're excited to take that to the road maybe we will do that honestly because that's a really good opportunity uh to do something unique and cool dude having no and matt on would be amazing i know that so I, I think i think matt would really like that yeah, yeah, i think it'd cool. be real cool you know obviously we'll have to check with the nike guys but yeah, yeah. let's talk about it i'm game awesome um, are you, what are you doing now right from you're gonna go train uh we have a couple last minute kitchen things being done that i gotta take care of and then i've got a swimming session and then a weightlifting session later. Me too. I got these really cool <laughs> goggles. This is a quick, uh, I'm not plugging them, but I won't even say the brand name Same unless brand. Pe people can ask no. in the comments. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> Whatever, it's Joanne. Joanne got this for me as a gift for Christmas. It's a pair of goggles that has a little teeny microchip thing on the side. And there's a, a small screen on the lens yeah. that shows your time as you're swimming. I have that oh, for skiing. Oh, Armando yeah. let me wear, wear cool. a pair when we bought I've skiing never experienced it, but I just was setting them up last night and it's super Dylan has cool. it for this podcast. Yeah, it's <laughs> implanted in his eye. Dude, well, dude, we want to let you get to weightlifting and freaking swimming, man. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your home, yeah, into the backyard of your home and uh, for being on the show. Both you guys, really, it's been awesome and I feel like we could keep going for hours and hours if we have more time, but let's let you get the training. He already said he'll do this the weekend at Waterpools. He's <laughs> to do, so. Thank you guys for a lot listening. Of last sports. Thanks, boys. Love you guys. Out. Yeah, Great. Shaka bra. <laughs>